Well, Johnny went to the All-Star game, and we're going to hear all the details about that. He did shower when he got home to wash that Dodger stink off of him. (laughs) The Angels are sellers in the market, and the Halos drafted a shortstop, 10 pitchers, three first basemen, three outfielders, and three catchers. And we'll help you get to know at least three of them. (laughs) You're Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. If you're listening on the audio side, you can rate and review the pod. It helps others to find it like you did. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can subscribe and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining us for this edition of Locked On Angels. You've got the Frisch Brothers aka the Super Halo Bros here with you. My name is John and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike and that's my brother John. Mike, I got to go to the All-Star game for the first time in I was so excited for you. my baseball career. <laughs> yeah. I had a thought the other day. It was like, why didn't we go to 2010 at Angel Stadium? Where what were we doing? I don't know. what well, we, we were stupid, first of all. And second of all, we have a mutual friend named Robert who was actually there, and he held the flag on the field during the national anthem. And I'm like, why Why didn't we go? Why, why didn't we, we just intrude? Why didn't we just tell him, hey, we're friends, and we're we're pulling rank on our friendship here. Right. So lesson learned, we're, we're 12 years older, and you decided that you had to go, so I'm glad that you actually went to the All-Star game it, at Dodger Stadium. It was a, a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Uh, and I would recommend it to anybody who is listening to the pod or watching on YouTube. If it's near you, definitely go. I know it can be pricey, but it is totally worth it. I had the most tremendous time and, and awesome. just had so much fun. Uh, you can probably hear it in my voice that I'm a little bit tired, so I'm going to let you carry the team here, Michael. But uh, <laughs> would you mind recapping what occurred at the All-Star Game? Yeah, it's it's one of those games that is so unique because all of the other major sports All-Star Games really aren't fun to watch no. and they aren't competitive, but there's something about Major League Baseball and their All-Star Game that you look forward to. They do it right. right. And I love I love the festivities. I love the 27-hour game. I love all of the things that they do, right? <laughs> I even love that special moment where they, they paused and had everybody hold signs where they were standing up to cancer. Like, yeah. And then they had a moment where the, the, a group sang and all of that stuff. And I was like, man, they're really extending this game. But the game actually was pretty competitive. The AL beat the NL 3-2. to two. It's their ninth straight victory. There's That's just right. something in my heart that gets me excited about the AL winning. I, <laughs> even though the Angels aren't good, I'm glad that we are at least on the winning side of the All-Star game. A yes. couple of notes. I love that Shohei led off, and right before he led off, he told Tom Verducci that he was going to swing at the first pitch, and he was going to hit it as hard as he could. And did he, he really did say exactly that? that. <laughs> he did. Right before he went on, on the broadcast. I he called said, it, dude. I said he was going to... He was going to get a hit off Kershaw so yep there and that's go. what he said he goes what are you looking forward to and, and Shohei said in English he said I'm gonna look forward to that first pitch and I'm gonna swing at the first pitch and then he did an interview later and he said I would have swung at whatever Kershaw threw up there and so <laughs> he was excited and then he broke his bat but he got a single that was awesome and then in true angel fashion he got picked off hey, at first base. you know what he still got the hit <laughs> in the record books he got a hit yeah. in the walk so I'll take it yeah you know who I was impressed with was Alec Manoa from the Jays. Yeah. He came in and looked dominant, and they had a microphone on him. They actually mic'd up a few guys, which was a whole lot of fun to hear what's happening, especially they had 
uh, Kirk, the catcher, mic'd up, and then also a few of the pitchers. Manoa was one of them. And you could hear them talking back and forth. When Nestor Cortez was pitching uh, from the Yankees, he was mic'd up with the catcher, and oh, so he just awesome. kept saying, fastball, fastball in. And the catcher was like, let's go. And it was just <laughs> it was just fun to hear that, right? And then he said, hey, guys, you're going to love this. And he did sort of that, like, delayed pitching performance that he does, yes. right? And then he, he threw a ball, and, and they were giving him a hard time. John Smoltz said, bro, you threw a ball. You're supposed to make a strike if you're going <laughs> to impress us here. But that that whole mic-up situation was a whole lot of fun. And speaking of the TV side, I love – is it Joe Davis? Joe Davis is the, the new announcer. He does the Dodger games. I believe it's Joe Davis. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, fans. But uh, Joe Davis and John Smoltz called the game, and it was just so much fun, and they sounded great. They're a great team. But what a great game it was. Bit of a pitcher's duel after yeah. getting a couple of hits. And uh, Giancarlo Stanton hit one to the moon, and that, that was, was awesome, awesome, winning the MVP. And so that's what it was like to watch the game and to experience it from my couch, John. What was it like to be at the game live and in person? We got there about 2 p.m., and we were able to walk around, and it was great because I was with my buddy Julio, who is a big A's fan, and his friend Ivan, who's a big Dodgers fan. But yeah. every time we saw an, another A's fan or another Angels fan, Julio was a fan of saying, let's go Oakland, and 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 he got some fist bumps. And then every Angel fan that I saw, I got some fist bumps. Uh, I'm wearing the uh, the giveaway shirt that says Angels on the front. It looks old school. Oh, I love it. And Otani is on the back. But I did wear the Otani face shirt. And when I put that on, I so many people were calling out to me, people saying, Hey, Otani! <laughs> and so, and, and just fans from every different team. They're all fans of Shohei Otani, Mike, including Dodger yeah. fans. Yeah. And we had so much fun, and and people were so friendly, and just, you know, they were so grateful that Otani was in the game and what he's doing for the game of baseball. People, honestly, at the end of the day, Shohei is a game changer, and he's bringing he more is. eyes to the product, and so we can celebrate him for that, and I have to say, uh, I haven't been to Dodger Stadium since 2016. I went to okay. a preseason uh, spring training game between the Angels and the Dodgers, and since then, they have this incredible pavilion with food and drinks and a place to hang out and park benches and stuff like that. So just to walk around there, and then they even have a uh, like a Hall of Fame ramp where you walk up and. There's all kinds of Hall of Famers plaques and stuff like that. They've got Vin Scully to Drysdale to Sutton out there, and it was just so cool to see that. And I I also have to say that, you know, as a as somebody who lives in LA County and Pasadena, they do a really good job of celebrating the Latin heritage of the area. And so mm. they had mariachi and 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 all that stuff, and and uh, it's just really cool to know that like. When you're when you're a Dod I understand why the Dodger fandom runs so deep because when you're a Dodger fan, it's it's more than just a fandom of the team. It's it's a history, it's a mm. heritage, it's a celebration. And so I really have to give them credit for not only doing that normally from Dodger game to Dodger game, but to incorporate that into uh, the all-star game and how they celebrated the heritage with the first pitch from the, from the Spanish Dodgers announcer. That was incredible. And as an angel fan, I really respected 
how they were able to honor the people of Los Angeles, how they were able to honor their history and heritage. And as much as there is a uh, quote-unquote rivalry between the Angels and Dodgers, you and I as Angel fans recognize that the, the rivalry for the Angels is more in tune with the Rangers and the Astros yeah, and the Dodger right, fans right. have to deal with the Giants and the Padres. And so you and I don't quite buy into the Angels-Dodgers rivalry as much yeah, as longtime yeah. Angel fans. But I have to say that like as many Dodger fans as I ran into, they were so awesome, so friendly, so cordial, and we just had a good time being awesome. baseball fans. Like That's it was awesome. just we were all there together and it was just a celebration of the game that we love. And, and I just, I, I have to say it was just an incredible experience. I'll never get over it. I'm, I'm riding high on this feeling right now. I love it. I love it. <laughs> hey, a couple thoughts. One, it is Joe Davis. I looked it up as you were sharing. So, well done. Uh, I was correct. So I'm glad about that. Uh, second, I love that the Dodger ownership and the leadership of the Dodgers have contextualized that team to the people that root for that mm-hmm. team in that area, right? And so you're right. It, it goes deep. Like, you bleed Dodger blue, literally, yeah. because it's deep within you. And there's something about the Dodgers that I wish that we had with the Halos, because it's easy for us to maybe disconnect, show up in the third and leave in the seventh, right? <laughs> and so I, I would love for that to begin to change. I don't know if that means we need an ownership change or leadership change, but I would love for that to be a part. I think it it runs deep for a lot of Angel fans, but yes. there's something about the Dodger fans and the, and the way that the team connects with them that's great. And then the third thing is, this is why Jordan Alvarez cannot start in that game, right? This <laughs> yes. is why this is why Shohei is starting. And so Astro fans, God bless them, but the truth is, that we don't want to see Jordan. Shohei is a guy, he's like Michael Jordan, right? Mm -hmm. He's the guy that just connects with everybody. Everybody loves him. And if he's hitting a buck 30 and he's got a six ERA, he should still be in that game, right? (laughs) Because he just has the personality that fits. And he's somebody that is doing something that nobody else has ever done, and he's doing it really well. So I'm glad that you had a great time, and I'm glad that you were able to go. And I love that the environment, the stadium, and the team did such a great job of celebrating these All-Stars. Yeah, so great to be there. We had a great time, and like you said, it was a close game, but happy that the uh, AL came out on top, as always. And uh, let's let's keep that energy and that momentum going into the rest of the season. Come on, Halos. Coming up on Locked on Angels, the Angels are sellers in the trade market, and so John and I are going to talk about who they should sell and who they should get back in return. But first, Locked on Angels is brought to you by our good friends at BlueNile.com. If you're looking for any sort of jewelry, maybe you're about to get engaged or you're ready to celebrate a special moment, you have Blue Nile in your back pocket. They are your best friends in this season because since 1999, our friends at BlueNile.com have helped millions and millions of couples create the perfect engagement ring. If you're looking for jewelry, but you're having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand. Get this, 24-7. So they are available by phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift 
and it's really going to be helpful to you because they meet your budget. And if it's not perfect, no problem. You're not stuck with it. 100% satisfaction guarantee. And right now they're celebrating their anniversary and you can save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus every order is insured. It ships free and it arrives in a package that doesn't give away what's inside so you can surprise her with whatever it is that you bought her. So shop stress-free, find your forever peace, go to BlueNile.com today. Hey, thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. And if you're a fan of the NFL, have you ever wondered which stars of the NFL move the betting line the most? Well, our friends at Locked On NFL have the answers. So check out the Locked On NFL podcast. They're going to give you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. It's available right now on Locked On NFL podcasts and on YouTube, so be sure to check them out wherever you get your podcasts or subscribe on YouTube. Well, the draft has finished, and it it's a lot of rounds, and it's a lot of players, and it's actually something that, as Angel fans, we've paid attention to because one of the things that we've acknowledged, and Perry Manassian has even acknowledged, and Jeff Fletcher, when he was on this show, acknowledged that the Angels need depth, and they need depth desperately. And so we want to share three names that the Angels drafted. These are three random names, not the best players in the draft, but names that really stood out to us that we think will be really, really helpful for the Halos. Again, they they, they drafted Zach Neto, who was a shortstop, and he was their number one pick. And he's already signed, and it looks like he's going to be really great for this team, excited to put the Angel jersey on. So, John, let's talk about three players that the Angels drafted. I'll start and talk about Ben Joyce. Yes. Ben is a right-handed pitcher out of Tennessee, and he's 21 years old, which is so interesting in the ages that we give of these players. <laughs> like, Juan Soto's 23, right. right? Is he 23, 24? He's 23. Like, isn't that amazing that he has just hit like he did? And same thing with Trout and 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 same thing with Bryce Harper when he came up. Yeah. And so uh, Ben Joyce is 21 years old. He had 27 appearances last year. All of them, except for one, was in relief. And he played for the Tennessee Volunteers. They were the best Division I college baseball team in the regular season. What a name. And he struck out. <laughs> yeah. He struck out. of the batters he faced, he had a 2.23 ERA, and he had a 3.79 strikeout-to-walk ratio. Love it. And scouts say that he displayed a propensity for throwing hard. Get this, Johnny. His fastball was clocked at 105 miles Ooh, an hour. Come I mean, on. He's throwing smoke up there. And Joyce was one of the safest bets, according to scouts, in this draft. And he's one of the safest bets, according to scouts, to actually be one of the first players to reach the major league. So that's a good sign for the Angels, yeah. probably why they did draft him, because we need some depth and we need some arms. And somebody compared him to Sam Bachman. He's a mm. similar pitcher to Sam, and that's why they believe that the Angels actually picked him up. So Ben Joyce was one of the draft picks, a right-handed pitcher out of Tennessee. Johnny, tell us about our next draft pick. Before I do that, can I just say that Ben Joyce, have you seen videos of his fastball I have, on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah, it's, get out of the way. It's not even 
it's not even just the fact that it's 105. It's nasty. It yeah. has movement. It's yeah. it's gonna fool batters. It's one of the most incredible pitches I've ever seen. And he has control of it. That was yes, the other thing that's that, the that thing. scouts say. He can control where he's throwing it. Um, and and I don't know the guy who closed the game last night at the All Star game. He was from Cleveland. He's Emmanuel Clase. Yes, Clase can actually like whatever he throws. He can spot it wherever he wants. Yeah. And John Smoltz was talking about that, and so he struck out the side in the ninth inning. And Ben Joyce has been compared to somebody who can just control mm. all of his pitches. So that's exciting for us as Angel fans. Do you remember when we had Jordan Walden and how hard he could throw? Yep. He threw hard, but yep. he didn't have control. And eventually right. we traded him to the Braves, I believe. Mm-hmm. We did. Uh, and so I just it's to know that we have this guy who can throw heat and yeah. flamethrow and control it. That's and again, exciting. That movement is dang nasty. <laughs> yeah. Jordan Walden had that crow hop in the middle of his throat. Do you yes. remember that? Like yes. he would like hop off the mound and I wonder if that's why he couldn't control. I mean, he'd have to be perfect with his approach yeah. and his wind up in order to actually hit the strike zone. And so that's why he wasn't around for very long. Right. Let me talk about Jake Madden, who's okay. a right-handed pitcher out of Northwest. He's 20 years old. He's tall, lean, athletic. He's got three pitches in his arsenal, which is pretty typical for a guy coming out of college. They're going to have, you know, an assortment of pitches, usually around two, three, and maybe four, but he's got three. His fastball has lots of movement, and though he has struggled to locate that fastball, but one thing I do like, Mike, is that some of these guys who the Angels have drafted, they're college guys. They're ready to make an impact. And we saw that last season. I mean, we have Chase Silseth, who already pitched in the majors, and he's fresh out of college last season. And so to see Jake Madden, who is, again, a college pitcher out of Northwest, I think that that is a wise move on the part of the Angels just to get guys who are close to being ready. And when you have a tall, lean, and athletic guy as a pitcher, it usually indicates that they can handle a good workload. So whether that's long relief or starting, it's 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 best to go with a guy who I think about Weaver, you know, who yeah. was tall and and lean and was deceptive because he could hide the ball well. These guys who are tall and athletic can handle a workload uh, to to be a starter and to go out there every few days and and carry the team. So that's Jake Madden, another youngster that we're excited about. This third draft pick, it, it just stood out to me because of his stats and because of the numbers he put up. I didn't get a pronunciation of his name, so I believe it's Sonny Deshara or Dechara. Dechara? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, Sonny. We'll, we'll get it right when we hear it. Uh, but he's a first baseman out of Auburn University. Ooh, I'll take and Auburn he was actually, every day. <laughs> yeah, right? He was actually one of the biggest stars in 2022. He hit 22 home runs, drove in 59 RBIs, and he was a fan favorite on the team. And it was Auburn that actually won the college World Series for the first mm-hmm. time in 25 years. So that's exciting. Couple of pros, couple of cons. Here's one of the pros about Sonny. He walked 68 times, which was the second most in the country. Dang. He had a five a 549 on base percentage. Yes, sir. <laughs> that And that was ranked second, by the way. <laughs> that wasn't even first, right? So that's pretty incredible. The The con for him is his age because hmm. he, is, he is somebody who's a bit older. 
and he's going to turn 23 in August. And that's the thing that makes me laugh is that there are these major league ball players like Juan Soto, who's been playing for 90 years and he's 23 years <laughs> old. right? And so he is a bit on the older side. And so he's going to have to probably speed through the minors. If he's going to make it to the majors sure. at, a, at a time that would be reasonable. But if he, if he's on the angels, like, I mean, Taylor Ward is an example. <laughs> it finally clicked for him at 28. Right. right. And so uh, hopefully Sonny can move quicker through that, but he's a big guy. He's not really athletic and he's not really quick, but he's got a lot of power. And mm. so scouts are saying that he is going to be a first baseman or he could be a DH, somebody with a big bat. Think Frank Thomas-esque. Mm. And so first baseman that is in the minor leagues that actually has some great potential. And I, I really liked this guy. I watched a few videos of him and just a, just a big dude with a big bat. And so that's why I selected him. I, I feel like, honestly, we have a lot of of athletic guys in our minor league system. And then you even point to guys like Joe Adele and Brandon Marsh. I'm, I'm happy to have a big bat. It's time yeah. to have a big bat. Like yep. let, let a power Agreed. dude come up and do Agreed. some damage and just know that he's going to be a power guy and that's it. And yeah. so I really, I really am excited about that. So the, the halos selected a shortstop, obviously Zach Neto, 10 pitchers, Michael, three first basemen, three outfielders, and two catchers. So I think that it's a pitcher-heavy draft, obviously, because we still have some work to do. But it was good to see them get some position players this time around. And hopefully these guys can make a significant impact moving forward. Today's show is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including this year's Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And it's the easiest and fastest way to check on all other sports and events like MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline.net line where the game starts. Well, I hate to say it, Michael, but the Angels are likely sellers at this trade yep. deadline, which is just a few weeks away. Remember, it is early August That's this right. season because the season got delayed. So we do have a little bit more time than we have in the past. And since that's the case, who should we sell? Who's yeah. on the chopping block here? I think that the number one name that rises to the top for the Angels is Noah Syndergaard. Yeah. And I think Noah is going to be on the trade block because he could actually help a team during the stretch run. Mm -hmm. I think he'd eat up some innings, right? I think the only negative for Noah is that he's been pitching every sixth day and sure. he is coming off of his injury and surgery. And I think a contending team is going to need him to pitch every fifth day, every fourth day and eat up some innings. And I, I did a little research. I had some fun. I don't know if you've been to the website, baseballtradevalues.com. Oh, I love that. But, oh, it's such a great website. It's and fun. if you're listening or watching, you should go there because you can actually do your own trades and they're logical, reasonable trades. It's not like MLB the show where you can force a trade like <laughs> Get one Soto for Gary Sarcino. I never, I right? never you know? do that. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Um, <laughs> so I actually put 
Noah Syndergaard in a trade scenario. And I, and I picked a team that might need an extra pitcher. So I, I selected the Tampa Bay Rays. Hmm. And what it does is it gives you the availability, somebody that would be available for the person that you put in the trade. Hmm. So I asked, okay, I'm going to put Noah. And what sort of minor league starting pitchers do the Rays have? And nothing came up. It said mm. nobody was available. So I went, okay, let me try major league pitchers. The Rays have a plethora of pitchers, right? Mm-hmm. They do an incredible job with pitchers. The one pitcher that was of equal value to Noah Syndergaard was a guy named Josh Fleming. Hmm. He is on the 15-day DL. He's a 26-year-old starter and reliever with an ERA over six. <laughs> and they said that he is of the best value in a trade for Noah Syndergaard. Hmm. And here's what I learned. This shows how tough it is to get value for the pieces that you have, right? We are always going to value our guys over their guys, and they're always going to value their guys over our guys. And so when we go, hey, we should trade such and such for this, that, and this, that is really us stretching and being a bit unreasonable. And so as we have this conversation about the Angels being sellers, we're going to try to be a bit reasonable but I think Noah Syndergaard is the guy that the Angels will trade. I'm just not quite sure how much they're going to be able to get back. Yeah. Right, John? I, I think about who could use a Syndergaard. I think about the Cardinals. You're going to laugh at this, but maybe even the Mets. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it would be a homecoming for him. Uh, but there are plenty of teams down the stretch who could use an arm like his, especially as a starter. And if we're going to be sellers. I have to think that guys that are off the table in terms of selling are anybody who's here longer than a year or two. Yeah. And so when I think about Michael Lorenzen, I think about Aaron Loop or Ryan Tapera. I know we have Loop for two years. I think we have Tapera on a one-year deal. Yeah. But, but bullpen arms are hard to come by. And if you need a strong arm down the stretch... I think that a loop or a Tapera is a great option. I don't think that you trade an Austin Warren or an Andrew Wance because Agreed. those guys are in it for the long haul. Yeah. And I think about Lorenzen. cheap. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think about Lorenzen and, and what he's been able to do this season. I know he's hurt right now, but he should be back sometime soon. But that's, that's exactly what happens when you're in a seller position. You're going to keep right. the guys that are here for the long haul around on this team so that you can regroup and try again next season. But somebody like Syndergaard, somebody like Lorenzen, Loop, Tapera, those guys on short deals, I obviously think are on the trade block. I don't think Rysel because we signed him to the four years. I think he's right. saying, I think he's here for the long haul. It's it it is disappointing that we are in this position. I think if the Angels had moved a little bit more quickly earlier before the losing streak and when Rendon got hurt, I think we'd be in a much different position than we are now. And I also think about some of those minor leaguers who have come up like Stefanik or McKinnon. Those guys, I think you I think you keep them around too. I don't think they go anywhere yeah. because no. next year when you're in a position to win and when you're in a position to keep the momentum going, hopefully, fingers crossed, yeah. then then <laughs> some of those guys are going to be available. So perhaps if you need a strong arm in the bullpen 
and you're not quite sure about Andrew Wentz, like that's the kind of guy that you give up. But we we are completely not in a position to do that. And and so I just I feel like at this point you're gonna have to get rid of those one year deals and just kind of hope that you're gonna get some good pieces back in return that can make an impact down the road because teams that are in contention, teams that are on the cusp of being World Series players are going to want your Syndergaards and your Lorenzens. And and it's not up to us how they're going to use them. It's just the fact that they need them. So whether that means Noah is a starter or Lorenzen is a long reliever, it's not up to us. It's it's you here, have this and, and you give us yeah. whatever we can back. So those yeah. are my thoughts there. It's great thoughts like that that make Locked on Angels so great. And we're glad that you made us your first listen of the day. And as we talk about like trades and the draft, somebody that can really give you details on some of the minor leaguers is our friend, Lindsey Crosby. He has a great podcast called the Locked on MLB Prospects podcast. He goes deep on the players of tomorrow. And in fact, he could give you information on our local Ukaipa boy, Jacob Reimer, who got hey! drafted by the Mets. So congratulations to Jacob. I read an article about how Taiwan Walker, also a former Ukaipa guy, he actually reached out to Jacob. Jacob plays third and he's a great hitter. And so that's right awesome that they're both going to be playing in so the Mets cool. organization. Lindsey Crosby knows all about these guys and you can listen to his podcast for free and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, give us a follow at Lockdown Angels on Twitter to keep up with the show and be notified every time a new episode hits. And if you want to connect with Mike and I, you can do so at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? John and I think that Shohei Otani is actually leading the way in the Cy Young Award. That's and right. we're going to tell you why we think that he's going to win this year. That's tomorrow on Locked on Angels. Love it. I'm looking forward to that conversation. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. And we'll see you right back here tomorrow for more Locked on Angels. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.